Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Gustopher? Hello, Haley. What is up? Do you remember Arc 1? No. What? Arc what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Arc 3. Hi. Welcome to okay. Arc 3. It's episode Welcome to Arc zero. 3, everybody. We've done two other ones. Uh, do you remember Arc 1? <laughs> uh, you know, now that we're talking about the numbers and mm-hmm. how it builds up to 3, yeah, it's yeah, starting yeah. to come back yeah, to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a bit of Arc 1. It was uh, episode 4. It was a whole dungeon. Okay. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, you mean the really flawless and concise and efficient yeah, and entertaining dungeon that I've you put us all through? Yeah, one of the best things I've ever done as a dungeon master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> absolutely floored me, and mm-hmm. I still have been able to wrap my head around mm-hmm. how good a job you did preparing My crowning it. jewel achievement, yes. Yes, um, yeah, that, that I dungeon. mostly just want to look at your face when I make you afraid. You did make <laughs> me afraid a couple times, and my face was making faces during mm-hmm. that. But, you know, the thing is about that is that you you can't see my face. But it's an audio it's, only. It's, it's an, an audio, audio only podcast. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything I can do about that? Because I would really like to look at that. Um, I mean, listen, I don't have any solutions. If you've you got something, I'm all solutions. ears. But I'm just, I'm just ready to give do up. Do you want to check yeah. the Unprepared Casters YouTube? channel for me real quick. Uh, sure. Hold on. <laughs> beep, boop, 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 boop. Computer, keyboard, boop, boop. That's oh the my sound God. your keyboard there's, there's a video on the Unprepared Casters YouTube, <laughs> which is the whole dungeon that you took us through. All four of the miraculous yeah. little rooms with the keys that, and we had mm-hmm. to figure out how to get the keys and it was great and you did such a good job and you can see all yeah. of our faces on YouTube about it. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> you see everybody's faces on YouTube about it. Um, and if after you're done seeing everybody's faces on YouTube about it, you think to yourself, mm. actually, I want that to be my dungeon now. I would like I would like it to have it and have it be my dungeon. But how's that even possible? Um, you you made it. I, did. I didn't make it. <laughs> Correct, I did because I'm strong okay. and powerful. And yeah, if you go to Patreon.com/slash/UnpreparedCasters, okay, I'm listening. Uh, at any tier, <gasps> you will actually be able to find and download a little little baby module I wrote up that is the four room dungeon. So everyone can be as smart and as good and as powerful as you. Everyone can have it. That's so wonderful. So Modify it. So what you're telling me is that Mm -hmm. the dungeon that you ran in Arc 1 Uh is now in video form on YouTube and in written form on Patreon. You're crushing this. Great news. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so good at retaining information. You're absolutely killing this information thing. One other piece of information Mm -hmm. is that on that Patreon, if we get up to our $4,000 goal... Remember the other arc, arc two, with Richard and his boys? I might have to think back to it. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, something that might help refresh your memory is the Richard and the boys one shot. Yes. Once it happens, once we hit that $4,000 goal, it's going to be so much Make fun. I can't Jenny wait. DM. We're so Make close. Make Jenny DM. <laughs> Make Jenny DM. Make Jenny DM. <laughs> what, what was wonderful. What great news we've shared with each yeah. other. I always enjoy these conversations these we talks. have, Haley. It's great. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Us talking naturally, as we always do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> should we uh, should we get on with the show, maybe? There's a whole new arc that we're about to do. The whole new arc. Enjoy the arc. Enjoy. Hello! And welcome to arc three. The numbers are so high now. <laughs> You're going to keep getting bigger. I know. Arc three of Unprepared Casters. I am once again going to be the DM. It's me, Haley. It's Haley again. I'm so <laughs> happy that it's Haley again. <laughs> Yo, we got a big get for this podcast. We got the one, the only Haley Whipjack to DM on Unprepared Casters. It's so exciting. It's so cool for you that you got yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> big get for the podcast. This is going to be huge for us. <laughs> we finished arc two. We did. It happened. We sure did. <laughs> In all its glory. First thing we have to do, Gus. Yes. Some people here might not have even listened to arc two or arc one. Or, yeah, this could be this could be someone's first time listening to the podcast, which is fair and valid, and the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> you are never behind never in unprepared behind. casters. You're never behind. Every arc is its own thing. They're all part of a big thing, but every arc is its own thing. If this is where you're starting, you're doing it right. You're doing. You are it doing right. it so right. If you're trying to get your friends to listen to this podcast mm -hmm. and they're like, "Where should I start?" My recommendation as a host of this podcast: <laughs> tell them to start at where it's happening. At most recent arc. <laughs> yes. To hop right yep. in. They're not behind. That's the whole 100%. thing. 100%. But what is this podcast, Haley, for people who are coming in for the first time? It's called Unprepared Casters. <gasps> <laughs> this podcast is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play audio podcasting show that is hosted by myself, Haley, and yourself, Gus. Yes. <laughs> we run short little arcs. We've quoted four to six episodes long. Both of the first two arcs have been six episodes long. <laughs> this one's probably going to be six, it's too. It's probably going to be imagine. six episodes long. So, I don't know. So, six so far, everyone. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and in each of these arcs, there are self-contained stories. There's different guests, different characters, different settings, different themes, different tones. This arc is going to be no exception. It's going to be entirely its own little standalone thing that happens to be set in the same universe as the first two arcs. Mm -hmm. It's technically a spinoff, but it also stands by itself so that you're not missing out. <laughs> Absolutely. And with each arc as well, we are trying to explore different facets of the game, figure out different ways that we can play it. You know, with each arc, I would say at least personally speaking for myself there's always something different i'm trying to accomplish yes. yeah but overall every single arc the number one goal we're trying to accomplish is to play a fun game yes. and have a good time with our friends tell a good story yes so not everybody with us right now would have listened to arc two but a lot of people here have yes. and arc two was dungeon mastered by the one the only gus the bard super excited it's to me. have him on the program big get for the mr podcast. the bard <laughs> Yes, Mr. The Bard. That's Mr. That, the, Mr. Bard. the Bard is my father. You can call me Gus. <laughs> Gus. Yes. You DM'd Arc 2. I did. Did you do what you wanted to with it? Did it go how you wanted? Well, let's see. So for Arc 2, I wanted to tell a heist story set in a big old city, and I wanted to, to give my friends a good old heisting time. I think that I did a pretty good job. 
I think so, too. I think that... I fully also think that. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's been no mistake if anyone's been listening to our talkback show, The Verbal Component, uh, which you can access at patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters, (laughs) that ARC 2 was a big struggle for me (laughs) because it was the first time I had been DMing publicly and I was very stressed out for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And especially when things didn't really... When I didn't run a session the way that I thought I would, I would take it super hard. And I think that ARC 2... I think that you can speak, and Madison, Sam, and Julia can all speak for how well I succeeded at giving you all a good heisting time. It was a heist, and it was good, and I loved it. So there you go. <laughs> that answers that question. I think that were I, were I to do it again, I'd probably do things a little bit differently. I think I probably learned a lesson in like combat scope and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with episode four, and maybe learned a couple lessons about keeping the party split in episodes one and two, mm-hmm. and just about judging... Just different, really granular game management things, I guess, are are the things that give you the most trouble with that. But I think I think the story that we told was very fun. I th- I think that for the first my first go at it, yeah. though there were lessons to be learned, I think I'm happy with how things ended up overall. Oh, if we stop learning lessons, the podcast is failing, guys. I'm gonna cancel the podcast yeah. once there's no lessons to be learned. So <laughs> sorry. Did you at least have fun? Um, yes. <laughs> the hesitation is how you know he meant it. DMing stress. Look, listen, it stressed me out a lot. A lesson that I am learning as well in playing D&D is how to not let it stress me out so much and to sit back and enjoy the moments and the good times being had. And I think I was getting better at that by the end. Yes, I would agree. Well, that's good. So I was stressed out a lot. I had a lot of fun, and we're going to work on the stress bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's overall my <laughs> my takeaway from it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all very fair. But guess what? What? You're not DMing anymore. Thank God. You're I not, mean, I had a great time. <laughs> I am just so excited to be playing in another Haley game. It's just <laughs> Arc 1 was such a delight. I had such a good time. You gave us such a lovely little adventure. And I'm so excited for what you have planned for Arc 3, Haley. <laughs> It's going to be fun. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I would actually love to talk about it, guys. Okay. Lovejoy's 4 mm. is dead. Rip. Long live Lovejoy's 4. And now we are bringing in Arc 3 of Unprepared Casters, Gonna Raise Hell. This is Gus's rock and roll sounds. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I can do more. They're, do all, do they're all very good. More? Okay. They're, I can... they're incredible. Is that your character voice? No, no. I'm, you cannot ask me about my character voice right now. I'm <laughs> having a whole little crisis about it. <laughs> then I won't. Okay. This arc is titled Gonna Raise Hell. Why? Why? Because a plucky group of adventurers are going to stop some folks from raising hell. They're, listen, it's maybe a misleading title. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, we still have time to change no, it. No, I love it. Okay. <laughs> it's strong and it's powerful. Okay. But I should make it clear the thing that the heroes do not want is the raising of hell. <laughs> yes, it's not. Yeah, is it misleading? Should we no. have thought about this no, a little I did harder? think about okay. it. Okay. And I love it all the same. The... Base concept for this arc that came into my brain, the phrase in total that inspired it is, this time we're going to save the world. This time? 
<laughs> this time we're going to save the world, I think. One of the wonderful things about Unprepared Casters and the way we've set up this podcast is that in a normal podcast, you would have to start listening to these characters do their thing at whatever level they start. And then you'd have to wait for them to grow and get more abilities and level up over and over again. And then they'd finally get strong enough to save the world. Mm. But in Unprepared Catchers, we can just say, let's make the party awesome now. (laughs) (laughs) This party is going to be level 15. Baby. It was voted on, the, the final level was voted on by our patrons. I gave them a range. They picked the highest level I gave them. <laughs> and so we're because doing that's what they wanted to hear, I guess. You know what? It's honestly what I wanted to hear as well. So, so it worked out for Thanks, everybody patrons. involved. Patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters for those who want to vote on future polls for future arcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Validate my desires for my arcs. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I wouldn't have done it if that's not what they wanted. Yeah, do you think that it was uh, influenced at all by the fact that after 15th level, you put in parentheses, this is the one that I want, please vote for this <laughs> one no from Haley? Thing. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been very happy with 12, which was second place for some reason. Yeah, surprise uh, showing for 12. Yeah, really. This is going to be a level 15 arc, and we have brought on some lovely, lovely guests for it, yeah. who I'm so excited for. Who are the guests that we have? Well, if you'll recall that in Arc 1, for those who listened to Arc 1, uh, it was a bunch of people that I knew personally and played D&D with and Gus. Yes. And this time, it's basically the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just other people. Great. Worked the first time. It worked the first time. If it ain't broke, Haley. It's three new people that I <gasps> love very dearly and play a lot of D&D with and somebody I've never played any D&D with at all. Wow. I've played a little bit of D&D with her. <gasps> Sorry. I got there first. I played a game that wasn't D&D with her. Oh, uh, mm. okay. So, yeah, so, so you know. <laughs> this, this mystery person, of course, of course, it's in the caption and you'll hear from her very soon, is Amelia. If you are big on D&D TikTok, that is at Amelia Som. They're fantastic. So good. So She's good. So good. So excited to have her on. And Amelia will be joining Gus and then my beautiful, wonderful friends, Josh and Owen and Sedona, who you'll be meeting very soon, who've all prepared such fun characters. I'm so excited. My friends are so smart. You're all so good at D&D. We, this, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Y'all, if you're listening, hey, stick around. These characters, these are a bunch of characters. This is going to be real good. They're so exciting. Haley, yeah. what would you say? Mm-hmm is your goal for this arc? What are you trying to accomplish? What is the facet of the game that you would are trying to explore here? Save the world. Save the world. <laughs> you want to give a nice, good save the world adventure. I'm exploring high-level adventuring, which I've never DM'd at a, at a level this Yeah, high. what's the highest level you've DM'd before, Eight. Haley? Eight. And this is 15. This is 15. <laughs> are you nervous yes. about it? Oh, very much so. Okay. Um, I'm either going to do my usual thing and underlevel all the combat or you'll all die instantly. We'll see. Fascinating. <laughs> Haley, I'm going to say this every time it comes up. You want to die Don't. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to finish? I was yeah, gonna, sorry. Finish your I was thing. Just gonna, say, I was just going to say. Say your thing. Say that you would like me to kill you in Dungeons & Dragons. It's not that I want you to kill me in Dungeons and Dragons. I just think that you shouldn't be afraid, especially if this is a save the world mm-hmm. arc, to 
I'm gonna come up with it with a specific reason every arc of why yep, this is the arc of course, where you should this is kill the one people. where yep this is the one where we murder yep yeah that if you really gotta let us know that it's dangerous and you really want the danger of the world if this is the save the world arc these are people dealing with the most fearsome yeah. danger that our world has to offer <laughs> you are you are giving our universe like a bit of an upper limit yeah, here yeah. this you are saying like this this is as bad as it gets oh it could get worse. Sure, it could get worse. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, don't be afraid to to be a little ruthless, to yeah. be a little to yeah. to kill me. You specifically Don't don't be afraid to kill me. <laughs> it's okay. It, I'll let you. It's okay. If I kill Gus's character in this arc, I want you all to know this is he's been manifesting it. He has specifically been manifesting this. I will say we've both made memes about wanting all of our characters <laughs> to die. I'm pretty emotionally invested in this character in a way that I normally am not. I normally don't get emotionally invested in characters. But I'll be I'll be talking more about that later. Yes. So, Haley, I guess the next question for this arc is how are we spinning off from the arc previous as this show is spin-off of a spin-off of a spin-off? Well, I can't tell you all the ways. I can tell you a couple of the ways. Let's hear them. A lot of the ways this is a spinoff are actually just going to be revealed as we go. Mm -hmm. But base concept, same universe, same setting. We might run into some familiar faces. You'll probably hear some familiar town names. Some... I think that sort of the concept of this arc mm. lends itself to the sort of spinoff that I see it as, which is like, the previous two arcs that we've done since they've been at third and sixth level have been very focused. zoomed in, yes. focused looks at very particular parts of the kingdom. Yes, yes. And I think this arc, we're like, we're <laughs> taking a big step back <laughs> and we're looking at big, overarching, kingdom wide things yeah. that are going on oh, here. Yeah. Which is sort of what happens as you get higher in level. Mm -hmm. So the you know the references, the spinoffs are going to be coming from all over the place. Once again, if this is the first episode of Unprint Cancer you're listening to, don't worry. Yes. Uh, it's not like we're going to leave you in the dark about anything <laughs> because uh, our characters also weren't around in Glacaria when the heist was going down, <laughs> or in Thymore when right. when the group there was was nabbing up. Uh, what was her name? Aura. Oh, how could you? <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm a bad person. You already, I was going to ask you what you were excited about, but I feel like you already have said I'd a lot of things I'd actually love to tell about. you specifically what I'm excited about. Okay. We, really early on, were like, I'm a little worried about how short these arcs are going to be in terms of pacing. Mm. And then we both sort of came to the conclusion, well... It's not so much episodic. We can't pace it like it's a like it's a show, like it's an episode by episode. We have to pace it and make it more of the scope of like a movie. Yes, little movies. So I've been thinking, this arc's very cinematic in my head. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing in a lot of tropes that I like because I simply can't help it. Uh, and the biggest trope that I'm bringing in is this arc is a reunion for all the characters. <laughs> yeah. It does, it's going to do the thing that a lot of, movies I love do, which is it just throws you in to a bunch of people who all meet back up, who all have a really strong and sometimes complicated history with each other that you didn't get to see absolutely any of. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to pick up on it based on whatever dialogue they're throwing at you oh, and, and the story they're doing now, you know? 
you're not getting their first awkward meetings. You're not getting that like careful building of the relationships. It's just the result of years of very close bonding, especially for these folks who were in an adventuring party together. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice change of pace, I think, from the first two arcs mm-hmm. where there was there was a mixture of familiarity among yes. the party. Going from that and doing some sort of introductions in the first episode and get to know you is moving into arc three where we're all already thick as thieves yeah. and uh and and know each other top to bottom and have backstory that we can improv <laughs> our way through in conversation which i'm very excited I'm for so who excited. knows what sort of stuff we're going to come up with told everybody in the party this is a very yes and heavy arc oh, i expect yes. you all to just start saying things <laughs> one of you can just turn and be like do you remember when we fought that t-rex and everyone else has to be like i do that was sick <laughs> i do remember that. oh very very fun <laughs> cannot wait and i'm so excited because I think you're all going to be very good at that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Also, I'm just, I'm excited because your quintessential D&D adventure was so, was was so chef's kiss on the nose. <laughs> and being able to like see how you can like take sort of the charm, the small scale charm that you put into arc one. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining the energy that went into that manifesting <laughs> itself into an epic and cinematic save the world adventure. <laughs> Very exciting for me to visualize. No pressure, but oh, I've got oh, high poor. expectations, Haley. <laughs> no pressure, just like do it perfect. No please. pressure, but I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just do a great and perfect job yeah. and it'll be fine yeah. if you do that, if you're able to do that. Tell you this though. Yeah. Uh, got a pretty sick monologue planned for the second <gasps> half of really? episode zero. For the second half of episode zero to introduce Ooh! it. You can't, you don't get to hear it yet. I haven't even written it all down yet. But That's okay. <laughs> am I going to, are you going to get to show me ahead of time or Maybe. am I going to? Okay. Maybe. All right. It'd be nice if I got to see it ahead of time. I don't know because when you're a co-host, it'd just be cool if you would just do a show me about you it. Could but maybe I could me just maybe you could just maybe show it. me if you wanted to. I remember showing you my monologue for you Arc did. Two. We've we've done it. We're two yeah. and zero. Oh. I don't know why you'd stop now. It'd be kind of silly for you to stop now. I think. Um. Fine. I'll show you my monologue. Yay! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, super excited about it. I think if I can nail tone mm-hmm. and a sense of scale and stakes, yeah. then I'll have it. You know? Stakes was a big thing I was going for in arc two. Mm-hmm. One of, when I was planning arc two, one of the big things I was like, heists are all about high stakes mm-hmm. and stressful make or break moments. Yes. And so that I think I succeeded on a yeah. few times. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how I... Uh, brought stakes up and yeah like if you are going for i th- the word epic epic yeah. keeps coming to mind yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like the perfect like i'm very excited to to look through the music to add to this art hey. very very uh, I, I really want just the most amazing soundtrack to be but it's like all sort of that grand scale mm. cinematic type thing if i can nail that if i can if nail can that nail in it. tone and scope and stakes you guys are fantastic, and you're going to fill in the rest. The charm will mostly come from you all, my friends, being fantastic and lovely. And I, I listen, I just think <laughs> we're going to. I think that that's going to happen. Think you're I think you're going to. everything's going to be great. I don't have to be stressed out. Be stressed out about it. <laughs> I bet I can make you stressed out about it. Really? I bet I can make you stressed about the arc. Okay. 
Yeah, go for it. Like you try. Yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling stressed out about it? Constantly. Oh, for weeks great. now. Oh, wonderful. Why That's, did you say uh, that to me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just checking in on my friend. Um, <laughs> you're going to do a great job. This podcast, we said it in episode zero, and mm-hmm. it's still true. Mm-hmm. Hasn't ever missed. No. Has not once missed. Never will. Never will. So you got nothing to worry about. It's going to be Hell great. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> do we want to meet the guests? I would love to meet the guests. I would love for you to meet them, Gus, for the first time. All of I'm these so, people. I'm so excited to see if I'm going to get along with these people. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> guests. 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 Channing was last arc. No, we were alternating. That's different. This is a game. Oh, okay. All right. Let's keep cool. Yep. Guests. 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 And scene. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. And welcome, everybody, to Unprepared Casters. This is Arc 3, Gonna Raise Hell. Gonna Raise Hell. We're all here. Everybody's Say hi, here. everyone. We'll be introducing everybody in just say a moment. Say hi, everyone. Say hi, everyone. Would you, would you like to say hi? I want everyone to say hi. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi, hi everyone. Hi. Hey, everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Haley, keep going. Gus just so didn't want to sound like a liar when he said everyone's here. My name's Haley. I've been in the whole episode so far, and I'm still your dungeon master. Gus is also still here. Yes. <laughs> Boy, yep, I've fully already forgotten what we're doing. This is exciting. Okay, so what we're going to do uh, <laughs> to introduce the guests here on Unprepared Casters in episode zero mm-hmm. is that we're going to go around the circle, yeah. and everyone's going to say their name, their pronouns, and whatever icebreaker Haley's come up with. Fantastic. Should I go first? Should I do my icebreaker first? Set the example. Yeah, you haven't said what... I haven't yet. I don't want anyone to have too much time to think about it, except whoever goes last is going to get too much time to think about it. (laughs) So, hello. My name is Haley. I'm currently using she, her pronouns. And the icebreaker question of the evening is, if you could have a single spell from Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition to use in your day-to-day life, what's your one spell you're picking? I'm choosing Prestidigitation. Nobody else can have it. That one's mine. It's the best answer. It does everything, and you can use it a million times. I have so many clarifying <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> yes, please, Gus. Go for it. You seem to have implied that uh, finders keepers first come, first serve on these spells here. <laughs> I just here. picked Is the best correct? one, and I don't want you all to copy me. Okay, so if I hypothetically wanted prestidigitation, not allowed. You can, but I will just assume you're copying me. Okay. Second clarifying question. You also said that you can do it as many times as you want, uh-huh. clearly referencing the fact that prestidigitation <laughs> is a cantrip. Yeah. If we pick a higher level spell, mm-hmm. how many spell slots do we have? Oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> These are important things that I must know before I well, answer this question. What level spellcaster do you consider yourself to be? That's an excellent That's true. question. I'm a level 20 wizard, obviously. You're so right. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting, interesting. So I guess it's how many times you believe you should be able to have it then if we're going off of that logic. <laughs> Did you, do you want to go next, Gus? Yes, I would love to go next. My name is Gus. My pronouns are he, him. And if I could have any spell from Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. <laughs> Haley, you just gave There's so many options to choose <laughs> yeah. from. You and just said this to us. I didn't want you to, to, to think about it. And so now, okay, so <laughs> I just, 
I feel like you're you're sort of uh, what's the word? Stalling for time. Yeah, absolutely. Come absolutely. on, guys. Uh, of course I'm stalling for time. I appreciate it. Mm, no. <laughs> it gives me more time. You're making Josh's life easier. Stop this. Go. <laughs> fly, I guess. I don't know. Excellent. No, Can fly's great. <sighs> Elaborate. You've chosen fly. Why? Because I wouldn't have to pay for transportation ever again. Excellent. I could just fly everywhere. It's a, it's a very practical. Ooh, create food and water would I know be a good one, too. No, we already picked fly. God. <laughs> how many how many uses of fly do you get a day? Because that only lasts for an hour, right? That's what ten I was minutes, asking. Ten that's minutes. what I was trying to. Ten minutes? Ooh, that's a rough one. I thought it was an hour. Mm-hmm. It's ten minutes. It's ten minutes. Josh casts it every single time we play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, hurts my soul. <laughs> and if you're like me, you'll fall from like forty feet. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that fly is not my actual answer. You I was. It coerced into giving one before I was ready, and I said the first spell that came into my brain, and I don't agree with it. Gus wants fly so bad, he's wanted it his whole life. It's the one spell he would like. I can't believe fly was the first spell that came into your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? Owen. Oh, hello. I'm Owen. Uh, My pronouns are he, him, and I'm obviously taking simulacrum so that I can have (laughs) another version of me. That's great. It's 100%. Oh, and what does Simulacrum do? It makes another copy of me. Oh, interesting. That is what you just said. Okay. It's like an eighth level (laughs) spell. (laughs) It just makes another one of you. Yeah. How long does it last? So long, I think. Uh, Yeah, no, that's like, it's it's indefinite. You just can't have multiple Simulacrums of the same person. And they Mm. can't heal, I don't think. Yeah, they can't heal. They can't learn new things. Once you have one made, you can't make another one. That could bring up, like, some really weird scenarios in which, like, your clone, like, accidentally breaks his leg, but you can't heal him. Mm-hmm. You just gotta put him down like a horse. Yeah, put him down like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he, would, he would understand. Because he's you, yeah, and, he he's you. and you would understand. you understand. That's true. Amelia. Yeah. Amelia Psalm, she, they... I would pick Wish, which seemed pretty obvious. Oh, why did I forget the one that lets you do whatever you want? The one that lets me do everything. And then, but knowing me, I would just fuck around and use it for whatever. And it's like, okay, worst case scenario, I rip apart the fabric of the universe by wishing Uh for something Mm -hmm. dumb, which is very fun and sexy. Or I just don't get magic anymore, which is how I'm living my life right now. And it's like, fine. Yeah, that's true. You can only go up. Right? I'll, like, use it for, like, good berry once just to know what they taste like, and then I'll fuck around. I get it, like, once a day. That's already way more magic than I have right now. Doesn't Wish, like, drain you? Like, doesn't it make you tired? I'm already tired. I just said I took a four-hour nap before this. We cannot go lower. I am convinced. It depends on what you use Wish for, though. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. If you're just using it to create good berry, then that works just fine, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's like, what do I do? Take more naps? Oh, no. (laughs) I just want, before we move on, I just want everyone to know, as if it wasn't already clear, Owen knows more about D&D than any person I've ever met in my whole life. <laughs> yes, this it's is astonishing. true. And I'm DMing for him. <laughs> there are no unreasonable expectations on me, uh, but I'm scared. <laughs> no, 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 there's no Wait, unreasonable let's expectations. let's page 149 of the player's handbook. <laughs> Third line down, Owen, come on. Because people don't know the people that I know. I could, I, I only know so many people. You're sure, just sure. at the top of the people that I know, so. That's true. I'm actually going to check. I think third line down might be Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Hold for Amelia getting a player's handbook. I guess while while they do that, Sedona, would you like to go? Yeah, sure. Hi. My name is Sedona. My pronouns are she, her. And I would teleport 
obviously. Sick. I so I don't have to wake up early. I can just boop right at wherever I want. That's the correct yeah. answer. Thank That's you. what I should have said instead of fly. Good job. You had the right idea. I like Gus. that almost all of us have said our answer and then obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I mean it is obvious. I'm the most right. Yeah. Millie, did you confirm is that it was third line down? On page 149. No, if we're counting the table, it is the entries, it's great club. Hammer is yeah. number six. Uh, so mm, close. You fool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the egg is on my face here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you knew it was a table you of weapons. You know nothing though. about Dungeons and Dragons. The only thing dragons. I know about Dungeons and Dragons is that the weapons table's on 149 and the stuff about shields <laughs> is the page before it and armor because that's the only thing I have to constantly reference. That's fair. <laughs> Wonderful. All, what you got to do, Amelia, is transpose all that info into a spreadsheet that you have open whenever you DM. Okay. That's what I did. Like a nerd. Big nerd. All right. <laughs> spreadsheets are great. We're all playing the same game. Bold of you to assume that I write anything down with idea. We just go off vibes. I keep it up in here. If I forget it, it wasn't important. It's true. Yep. Joshua. My name is Josh, not Joshua, but thanks, Haley. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Josh. My pronouns are he, him. And I would take the spell suggestion. Obviously. Of what are you trying to do, Josh? But only for you very lazy things like, hey, roommate, go mow the lawn. It's very useful. You're a terrible person. You could stop someone on the side of the road and then just be like, hey, can you drive me to this place? Yeah, no, that's great. Easy. Someone misses their child's birth. I don't know. This guy really needed groceries. Sorry about it. <laughs> I just felt really so compelled. compelled. There was something about the way he said it to me that just really just made me want to go get him groceries. Mm-hmm. Hey, boss, I need a day off. You know? <laughs> okay. It's just, it's endless. I love everyone was so confident in their answer except for Gus, who panicked. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I wonder if that's at all related to how much time we all had to think about our answers, Haley. I feel like Owen knew instantly. Well, I'm only waiting to just go to Owen. <laughs> I'm saying he went My right after My only worry you. was that someone would pick Wish before me, and then I'd just say Fireball, because why the fuck not? <laughs> when, what, how I'm are so you going to use yeah, Fireball in, in your day-to-day? I would explode shit. I would explode why? so much more stuff than I explode right now. Your day-to-day you would mean? be drastically different the first thing you exploded. <laughs> You're going that's to a, jail. That's a life-changing thing. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. So you're telling me that I cast fireball and someone's going to be like, yeah, officer, she exploded it. She shot magic from her hands. I don't think they would assume magic, hun. I think they'd assume so it was like you have some sort of fire launcher thing. You'd be labeled a criminal. How would they know? How, how, how would they know it's fireball is ranged? You do have to be there. It's like 120 foot. Yeah. I'd have to be a hundred feet away. It comes out of your finger. An explosion the little happens fire elsewhere. Thing comes out of your finger. I have no explosive residue on my person. I have absolutely well. Now I can't do it because they're going to listen to this fucking podcast and they're going to be like, I don't know. It seems like pretty good evidence. Everyone, sound off in the comments. Do you think that you would be able to cast fireball in public and get away with it? I think I would figure it out. I think I could figure it out. I don't mean to All doubt right. you. After like the sixth fireball, the police would be like. Hmm, it appears Amelia's been relatively <laughs> near each one of these incidents. I don't know. I've seen Death Note. They're not that bright. That's true. Uh, <laughs> well, when the anime cops are after you, we know you'll be fine. That's everybody. We haven't That's been everybody. hiding another person this whole time. That's all five beautiful, wonderful people that 
are going to be playing in this arc. Thank you all for being Thank here. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for doing the game. I love you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so excited to have Amelia on, by the way. Amelia is the first person we've invited on that neither Gus and I, Gus or I, uh, just casually know in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, even exist. <laughs> I live, I actually live in the TikTok app. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wild. It's actually hell. Yeah, yeah, thank you for making the commute then to this Zoom call from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually, like, I have a bus pass to get here and back from Twitch, so, you sure. know. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Boy, I wrote a monologue. Let's you guys, hear it. What is Can it? Can we hear it? <laughs> oh, do you, you want me to, like, read it, like, out loud? Or? Yeah, like, yeah. read it, like, really well. <laughs> well, we can just oh. we can just pause the recording if, you, if you're a little shy. <laughs> <laughs> read it off the record. I would actually recommend against... That? <laughs> why? why? Can you can you say why? Can you well, that? well, so yeah. we're recording a podcast, right? right. And this monologue, okay. I assume, is written for the purposes yeah. of reading on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're not recording, but she's nervous, Gus. Mm. She's nervous. <laughs> Somehow, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite bit in Unprepared Casters is just everybody turns against Gus. Yeah, it's mine too. Like, <laughs> it made sense that it happened in arc two because you were the DM, but it did happen a couple times when you were playing Sir Mr. Purse as well somehow. Because it was Gus by himself and a bunch of Haley's friends. <laughs> what do you mean somehow? And then when it was Gus and a bunch of Gus's friends and Haley. Well, that's it was true. Just, I think there's a common factor. There's gotta be. I guess it's me. I guess I'm just real easy to be mean to. Anyway, what's your monologue, It's because Gus always has to be the grown-up, and none of us want to be grown-ups. <laughs> Absolutely refuse. Just everybody has to imagine really cool music behind it, because in podcast, is going to get cool music. It's just the Doom soundtrack over the entire podcast. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> everybody imagine your cool music, starting now. An adventuring party is family. And family doesn't leave anyone behind. It doesn't matter if they're telling you to leave for your own good, if they're trying to run ahead without you, or if they've got you stuck because of their own stupid shenanigans. Nobody gets left behind. Two years ago, an adventuring party that never agreed on a name held hands in hell. The devil lord, Kalazar, had spent years preparing to open a permanent portal into the Nine Hells to establish a place of power and influence for himself in the heart of the capital city of Hyrenor, a city called Tile. Months of learning, scheming, tracking, and carefully placed destruction led the party to the second circle of Hell in the city of Dis. They decimated Kalazar's armies, released thousands of captive souls, and pocketed the infinite garnet a huge red gemstone that he meant to use as a conduit. Then, they faced the devil himself. It was a very long day. Resources depleted, morale low, heroes did whatever they could just to stay standing. The fighter pulled in the last of his resolve to deliver what may have been his last hit. The druid and the ranger spent their last spells pleading with the universe to let this be the thing that ends Kalazar. The bard sang and ran and screamed until her voice gave out. The wizard launched a chain of lightning and then was pushed out of the way of the devil's colossal attack by a shove from the paladin. They took only a moment to acknowledge each other before the weakened paladin was hit with a disintegrate spell, and he turned into sand at her feet, blowing away in the blistering winds around them. The ranger got the killing blow. The material plane was saved, and the party shifted home. With their plot threads neatly tied up, their jobs all done, and an empty space where a friend once stood. They all went back to their own lives. It's not an easy task to leave the adventuring life, their adventuring party, behind. 
but what else is there to do? And yet, sometimes at night, sitting alone, the former heroes look up at the night sky and wonder, could that really have been it? And that's uh, where you all find yourself. Beautiful. The music I imagined behind that was really good. I'm <laughs> glad to good. hear it. That was wonderful. Gorgeous. Thanks. And now I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you sad? I'm sad. <laughs> what part of that was sad, Owen? Good vibes only, I think. And that's that adventuring party, you all may be surprised to learn, is all of you. What? 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 Oh no way. What? No way. What? Yeah. As uh, Gus and I touched on in the first part of this episode, this is a level 15 adventure. And also serves as an exciting reunion for five wonderful heroes that haven't adventured together in two years. But now we have to know who all of you are, actually. So if everybody could please get out your dice that I'm sure you brought to this D&D recording, and please roll initiative to introduce your character. I would love to. Before anybody asks... No, you don't get to add anything because you, the human man, do not have an inherent initiative bonus, Gus. So I have two questions. What if I have a negative one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, why would anyone ask that, Haley? Why are you singling out a man, Haley? And then you literally um, said Well, so because Gus asked it the first time questions. and I knew for a goddamn fact either Owen or Josh was going to ask it this time. <laughs> I was about to. I was looking over at my character sheet. I'm pretty like, sure oh, mine's negative. Can bonus. I have mine be negative? Like... I can reduce this number. I d- just a no. Bit. Why would you have a negative have a neg- initiative? <laughs> because I have a negative dex. Clearly, probably you in no. real life. No, you don't. Mm, yeah, I, you yeah. play no, hockey. 100%. You play sports. You play sports. That's true. Owen. You play you sports. Be at least average. What did you all get? I got a thirteen seven. Thirteen seven. Nine. Mm. I got a two. <laughs> 17. Hey! hey. <laughs> oh, it goes first. Yeah. Oh. So, Owen, if you could just please tell me a little bit, a little bit about the, the hero you are bringing into this adventure. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to start by saying I am going to be attempting to do an accent for this character, <laughs> but you're not going to see it in episode zero That's because fine. I don't want to. <laughs> That's Same. just fine. My character is. Diarmid, or Diarmid, is, is a little bit more yeah. Ooh, fancy. He is a wildfire druid who's also currently in the body of a scourge Azamar. But he's been he's been living for quite some time. And actually, he started off his life as a brass dragonborn, and he was with a a enclave of a number of brass dragonborn who are all druids, and eventually a few of those druids, specifically the, the two eldest, Lindsay and Janessa, learned how to cast the reincarnate spell. And they realized that as wildfire druids, it's important to understand this sort of cycle of rebirth, and um, they could use that to sort of accelerate that cycle for themselves. So that tribe or that enclave now consistently reincarnates. And so actually, he, for most of their adventuring career, he was a small little halfling man. He was quite elderly. And in the last two months prior to the start of this arc, 
he was reincarnated into the body of a scourge Azamar. <laughs> Did he just die of old age after the... He didn't die of old age, but it, the body was getting quite old. So, so it's just like, let's point, speed up this process. Yeah, let, me, yeah. let me get a new... New spry, young adult yeah. body, you know? <laughs> nice. It's going to be a little bit weird for him. He's coming back into a, a body that is much taller than his old body was. Mm-hmm. But he'll, he'll figure it out, I'm sure. It'll it'll be a, a learning experience. Is he uh, hot? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna say you know probably. Hell yeah! Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Great, 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 great. All unprepared casters' PCs are hot. Fun fact. So yeah, you answered yeah, correctly. <laughs> I don't think that's true, actually. No. <laughs> Sir Mister's not hot. I disagree. Have you seen that the one picture? The, uh, well, the all right, yes. pinup artist mm-hmm. did of him. It was yes. great. <laughs> that one was hot. How how old is the the druid actually then? If he's lived multiple lives. So he's he's two hundred and eleven right now. All right. He's just into that that third lifetime. So he spent like roughly a hundred and thirty years as a halfling, and so long somewhere around. 80 as a dragonborn. And two months as an Asimar. <laughs> two months as an Asimar. Does he like it? How's it treating him? Uh, it's it's really strange. Because, like, he, at times, you know, like, light comes out of his eyes. <laughs> and it's, like, painful. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> and he's, like, used to fire. But this isn't, like, normal fire, yeah. you know? Does he walk weird? Walk it's weird. Because the legs are, the, uh, <laughs> the legs are so long. long. <laughs> Before I give you any fancy magic items, <gasps> I would just like to ask what you're most excited for about this character. What you're most excited for about playing him. He is back in my day guy. That's that's what I want him to be. Yeah. He's happy mm-hmm. and go lucky, but he's also all about the back in my day. <laughs> this is what happened when I was just a wee dragonborn lad. <laughs> so we like we presumably already know all of his stories, but he's still going to keep telling yeah, them. Yeah. The only new thing to you will be the new body. Were we invited to your funeral? You know, you guys probably have adventured long enough that the answer to that is yes. I should Good. hope so. Literally went to hell together. There, two months ago, they were all invited out. <laughs> all invited out to the Enclave to watch. Also, before magic items, should we talk about your, your feet? The, the whipjack feet? Yeah, I let everybody take a free expertise. Something they would have gotten basically starting at level one. It's just a little homebrew, home rule thing I'm trying out. What expertise did you take? I, I discussed this with you, and I thought there <laughs> were did. two options that made sense. And obviously, you told me to go for the one that <laughs> seems more insane. So I have expertise in perception. I am very observant. Yes. You said nice. I could have like a 24 passive perception, or I 25. could take expertise in nature. I went, that's such an Owen number you just gave me for that stat to have. <laughs> And so that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, would you like me to send you what your submitted magic item is? Please do. Um, I will just ask you to read this out loud, and then at the end, uh, say who submitted it, which is also the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have been provided the snake spear, a small, non-venomous orange snake that manages to hold a small quill inside its mouth. Snake Spear has the ability to, once per long rest, 
create a scroll of a spell that the holder does not know from another class's spell list. This spell must be of a level that the spellcaster has an available spell slot for, and the holder must have seen this spell cast before, either by a friend or foe. Snakespear can only have one spell written at a time, and creating a new scroll destroys the previous scroll. Snakespear does not need to be fed, but does appreciate snacks. Submitted by Runesong. Thank you, Runesong. I love this so much. He's so excited. I could see Owen's face grow brighter and brighter the He's more so he read. I saw, I saw him read the word Snakespear and go, don't know about that. And then he started, <laughs> <laughs> kept going. I'm so excited for you to be like, remember that one time someone cast Wish on That's us? That was thing. crazy. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. You don't have a ninth level slot available, though. Mm. Not yet. I don't have a ninth level spot, so no wish. <laughs> Leveling up like I, three doesn't times. Doesn't mean I can get fireball. I'm a wildfire mm. druid. Wildfire druids don't normally have fireball. That's wild. We have to have seen somebody cast fireball. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I fully expect a lot of this arc to be one of the five of you going, now, if you remember four years ago, we did have an adventure <laughs> that looked like this, so we already know what's happening here. Yes, exactly. Old news, Haley. Because Old I, news. I have intentionally not outlined any of what your adventuring career looked like outside of your very last encounter, because I want you all to make it up as we go. That's giving you all a lot of fucking power. So much power. <laughs> <laughs> to just start saying things. Yes, but please. if you start contradicting each other, that's where I'll call you out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is collaborative. Keep the canon. Keep Take it notes consistent. on what your friends say I you got did. You. Okay. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a good one, Amelia. Did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> wow, fascinating. That's That feels like it has a lot. That, that sticks in your mind. I think it has mind. a lot of potential. Yeah, it's very yeah, catchy. You should, you should, it's a decent, uh, decent rule of thumb. Yeah. yeah, I need to trademark that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say about your boy? Do you want to describe what he looks like at all? I don't think you did. Hot. Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> Blowing eyes. That's let what me, I got. Let me bring up what I have for how he... He's a pretty, like average height he's he stands at about five eight he tends to wear like warm sunset type tone clothing and he does indeed wear a kilt Stunning. lovely because kilts mm, are course. cool <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> and also he uh, yeah his eyes his eyes don't really have pupils he just kind of has glowing orbs that are sort of smoking at all mm, times mm-hmm. and it's, that's hot yeah yeah it's wonderful. i assume that the <laughs> outfit is consistent among different bodies so yeah. like different yeah. bodies, same outfit. Lovely. Uh, resized. Well, yes. Have to well, yes. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not wearing the halfling clothes. Actually, the entire time he was a halfling, it was just a giant t-shirt. Yeah. And now it actually is like Chris Evans I'm just, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be reincarnated at any time into something bigger. Well, thank you very much for your druid. I love him very dearly. Uh, Millie, you got a 13, yes? No, I got a 7. Oh, who got a 13? Me. Oh, you did. Sedona. Yeah. Tell us about your friend. Okay. Um, oh, where do I start? <laughs> My character's name is Faye Moss. She I just got a- that. <laughs> <laughs> you had to hear me. Wait, I did too. <laughs> I've seen it written so many times. You didn't get yeah. that it was a that the name was like a fun play. Right? That it was a pun. <laughs> I didn't get it either. Well, you, you had to that. hear me say it. Yeah. You just got to hear me say it. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Faye Moss. Yeah, we love Faye. Wow. 
So I'm so sorry for interrupting, Satona. Please continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> My character, Famos, she's a half-elf. She is a bard, a valor bard. So she is not only adept at music, but fighting as well. She carries multiple instruments with her wherever she goes. She also has a rapier at her side. And she's also just, you know, she's very good at talking. She likes talking to people. <laughs> she likes, you know, meeting new people, especially in the courts of Hyrenor. She spends a lot of time schmoozing the nobles. There's one thing I'd love to know if you'd want to share here that, that we discussed about Miss Moss. About her parentage. Yes, about her parentage. I just wanted to know if you want to discuss that here. Sure, I would love that's to. that's a surprise for later. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you want to do? I would love for you to, to explain to the table why I'm okay. being so coy. <laughs> About Miss Moss's parentage. So Miss Moss is, like I said, she's a half-elf. And so her mother was human. And her father is someone you might recognize as a certain Richard Lovejoy. (laughs) (laughs) That silly little man. What's he gotten himself into? That silly little man. Oh, my God. As soon as he's repeated (laughs) half-elf. Yes. (laughs) Sedona asked if that was okay, and it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> so if you have if you have listened to the previous arc, it is sa- the same, the same Richard Lovejoy. Yes, the one and only. When sparks fly at the filthy oyster, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you resist? But Faye doesn't know that. So it's an interesting little twist. Do you want to describe what Faye looks like? Oh, yes. Okay. Faye is a purple person. <laughs> she is all purple aesthetically. She has light purple, like a lavender hair, and she wears like deep purple dress. And her eyes are a violet, and she uses glitter to like, you know, dust her cheeks and her ears so that she's just 100% purple mm-hmm. hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's her favorite color yes and i love this for her uh sedona has a beautifully formatted purple accented google i'm looking at it right now <laughs> it is it it's is lots good. of purple does this bard do any instruments yeah so i have her uh mostly string oriented so she knows lyre and lute and those kind of things that you can play and also simultaneously sing to but you know, Faze, she's she's smart. She can pick up any instrument she wants. That's she if she has to do it. Like she she could put on a good performance with anything, really, mm-hmm. if you forced her. And you have also described this character as the PR guy for this party. Oh, okay. So what has Faye been doing the past two years? Yeah. So since our lovely adventure to hell, uh, Faye has since come back to the material plane and been a little bit disappointed with the lack of reception that we have gotten from saving the world. Mm-hmm. You know, no one in all of Hyrenor had heard that we did this amazing thing and, like, saved the whole kingdom. So she decided that she was going to tell everybody what, they, what we have done. Mm-hmm. And she was going to go throughout the kingdom, and she was going to sing our songs, and she's going to tell our tales, and she's basically just going to be like, hey, we saved all of you, please. <laughs> worship us or something i don't know 
Like, not even a clear end. We deserve goal it to this. No, it really isn't a very clear end goal, is it? It's mostly just she wants people to know how awesome we are. Yeah, she just wants the validation. Yes, yes. which is why she spent so much time making posters and business <laughs> cards. She has these beautiful hand, uh, like quill, like quill and ink business cards that she made for all of you. She has one for each of you. That she hands out on all of your behalf. <laughs> and uh, beautiful posters that she's drawn of like scenes of our battle that she like puts up and sells. And it's all oriented around like our party and getting us like known. Yeah. And recognized. Yeah. Yes. Whether everybody else wants that or not. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. They need to. <laughs> it's too important. They need to understand. <laughs> No, it is. I love Faye. Faye's going to be so fun just to have as a character. I'm very excited. What is the thing you're most excited for about about playing this bard? Mm, I don't know. Just like never been a bard before. So just like being a full, like just going all in on full bard and being as ridiculous as possible. That just sounds <laughs> like a lot of fun. Yeah. I just want to make Haley go, oh my God, like every three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And you will, and I will have an excellent time about it. Do it's you want to see your fun. magic item? I would love to see my magic this item. This is another kind of long one. That is okay. But I, I have sent it your way. I believe it's from the same submitter, <gasps> actually. Ooh, okay. they sent, like, five things, and they all slapped. Yeah, this is cool. My magic item is called the Cortesan's Claws. A fine coiled leather wrapping that unravels to display several vials full of colorful nail polishes. While your nails are coated in this polish, your unarmed strikes deal an additional 1d12 damage. Whoa! (laughs) Wow, I can just punch people! (laughs) Wow, okay. Damage type is based on the color of polish. Applying a nail polish takes 10 minutes. And that polish lasts for two weeks before it becomes too chipped to be useful. Each bottle of polish is enchanted and magically refills itself each day at dawn. The nail polish cannot be stacked if you paint each nail a different color. Yeah, so you can't uh, do fun patterns and do like a green and a blue oh, I see. and get I yourself. See. Yes. I can't just paint one nail each color and then just punch <laughs> someone with every damage all type no, at no, the no. same time. <laughs> no, I have to pick. That is okay. Uh, well, first, I just want to see what purple is. <laughs> I know it, it might mess up your. Purple uh, should be psychic. Purple does. Uh, or poison. Royal purple is thunder. Ooh. Also good. There's not like a lavender on a. You only do purple damage. <laughs> just purple it damage. It is enchanted, so it could just be purple of multiple kinds. Mm-hmm. So I'm only going to refer to thunder damage <laughs> as purple damage now. So as you should. Just get ready. <laughs> This magic item was submitted by Runesong. Woo. Thank you, Runesong. This is really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah Very yeah, yeah, cool. Two for two, Runesong. This, I can punch people and do <laughs> 1d12 damage. <laughs> That's insane. You mentioned your expertise. Oh, you didn't mention what you took expertise in. Oh, my expertise. I took an expertise. My whipjack expertise is in <laughs> performance. Ooh. Tracks. Hell yeah. So I hope to utilize that. Come positive you will like 100 percent. yeah navigates through the world is there anything else you'd like to say about Faye Moss 
<laughs> I'm gonna crack up every time her name is said. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that that worked out as well as it did. Yeah. When I texted, I sent it to Haley, and I was like, I don't know. I don't think anyone's gonna get it. And she's like, No. I as soon as I read it, oh, I understood mm, what you meant. She me. almost changed the spelling of the last name to make it more obvious. I was like, No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, as soon as you say it out loud, it as soon as you say it out loud. Yeah. Way yeah. to know the meaning. I was like, Well, Sedona ran the first and last name pretty close together there. I'm wondering if she should like separate the ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no I don't have anything else for you for her she's just you know she's very like what you see is what you get with Faye she's a loud purple person that wants to be known and I love her literally she's just her. me <laughs> <laughs> she's relatable you made me <laughs> Gus definitely did like when Sedona said purple person Gus turned all his life purple yes <laughs> he absolutely did as he should who's next I lost track of who rolled what numbers I'm a terrible it's me dungeon master Haley there's no negative self-talk allowed on the podcast you can't do that you're right I'm sorry I'm the best DM in this room there you go thank you confidence is key I mean there's uh, Hermes is in here and I hope he doesn't take offense to I that I think you've got him beat but <laughs> uh. oh all right <laughs> Josh, tell us about your guy. Uh, I have a, an old soul. Um, his name's Aldrum. He is a furbolg, um, and he is a fighter, a rune knight fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm pronouncing fighter like <laughs> fighter. that. Fighter. Where do I start with this guy? He's also very old. Yes. In fact, I could not be bested by Owen. <laughs> <laughs> so Aldrum is 392 years old. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Aldrum is that he has spent the vast, vast majority of his life living with stone giants underground. Ever since he knew, you know, he's just been living with stone giants underground. And then... Wait, ever since he knew what? Uh, just like since he could like oh, I see. recall. Ever, ever since, since yeah. knowing was a thing that yeah. he could do. Got it. <laughs> yeah, like conscious thought, yes. maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> see, I live with stone giants. Um, This one stone giant named Holgath kind of, you know, took him in. He didn't get along too well with the stone giants, but um, he didn't really know where to go because, you know, he's underground. <laughs> but then Holgath died one day when he was 382. So he's only been on the surface for about... What is that mask? 10 years. He's pretty new to things. He likes to learn about, you know, what's happening, culture and stuff. He likes to be well-versed in a lot of things. He's really tall. (laughs) How tall, Josh? How tall is he? (laughs) Eight foot five. Yes. (laughs) Why is he that tall, Josh? (laughs) Because I chose the rune fighter subclass after I determined this man's height. And at level 10, you gain 3d4 inches. Mm Mm-hmm. And I rolled really well. So he was already very tall. And then at some point, while you all knew him, overnight, <laughs> he grew 10 inches. <laughs> also, um, he's got sort of a dad bod. So mainly he wears around plate armor. But then, like, you can kind of see maybe the, the plate armor is like, he made it himself. Oh. Eight foot, what, five, you said? Yeah. With yeah. a dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> he's so <Yeah>. big. <laughs> So, like, the armor is maybe, like, one size too small. So, like, in some parts, like, his fur is kind of, like, coming out a little bit. But, you know, it's nice. He's got a nice, you know, stubble. Um, I'm I'm describing a dilf. I kind of want Aldrin to be that. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I guess in the past two years, you know, even though he's spent 10 years on the surface, 
he still wants to go and help people. And, you know, he's a very friendly man. <laughs> his armor is dark gray with like silver trim. And then his fur is actually beige. Oh, ooh, very neutral colored man. Yes. Grays and beige. What'd you take for your expertise? So I took um, intimidation. <laughs> Not because Aldrum would intimidate people. He never would. He's a very, you know, kind guy. But I feel like sometimes he might accidentally intimidate people being 500 pounds, eight foot five. You know, so <laughs> it, it might happen. Just like the, the wording might get messed up and uh -huh. people might get like a little scared, you know. And if he ever chooses he does want to, it, it will be quite effective. Yes. He doesn't really like to wear a helmet. You know, he likes to kind of have his hair be flowing in the wind. When, when Haley was very excitedly telling me about the characters that everyone had built, she sort of described Aldrim as like a tall tale in D&D, &D, yes. like just a tall tale of a man, which I thought was a very lovely image of just this <laughs> giant for, mm -hmm. furbolg who just goes around and helps people. And like, I just think his, the imagery of him is, is so wonderful and fantastic. Very much I, so. Yeah. That's what I was going for. In the past two years, yeah, he's just been helping people. You know, he- Wandering good the at, countryside. You know, um, yeah. Masonry, he may, might make some sculptures for lovely. people. He's a blacksmith too by trade. Yeah. I I do love him. I think he's going to have good calming energies, except when he decides to be scary and then he'll be very, very scary. <laughs> You're going Canadian for him, yes? I see. I don't want to set the expectation of a Canadian accent. <laughs> Maybe just like the hint love, of one. A little bit Canadian. But it might, it might come through with certain words or phrases. Yeah, of course. With the stories. I'll ask you the same thing. What are you most excited about to, to play Aldrum? I'm excited for a high armor class. <laughs> I have only ever played characters in one shots and in campaigns with an armor class of 15 or less. <laughs> and what's your AC now? 21. Woo! Jesus. Okay. Christ. Very good. I am so excited. Yeah, you're usually our warlock. Yes. Do you want to see your magic item? I would love to. Pax is worried it's going to break stuff. There it is. Okie dokie. We have the Warhammer of Magnitude. Oh, my God. This is a huge hammer. <laughs> like, giant. Like, so big. <laughs> this hulking metal hammer is designed and magically enhanced to be able to swing through multiple enemies in one fell swoop. Yes! This hammer has a range of 10 feet and a plus one to attack and damage rolls. <laughs> oh, my God. When you land a hit with this hammer and you deal standard damage to the target, if there are any creatures within 10-foot radius, you can continue... The attack to hit another target, provided the initial attack rolls hits this target's new AC. You can hit up to three targets for attack action, but the damage die goes down for each target. The initial target takes a standard D8, the second target takes a D6, and the third target takes a D4. Submission from Schlurp. <laughs> Schlurp. Good item, Schlurp. I, Very I, don't, good I don't think this is going to break the game. I, I nerfed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I nerfed this item. <laughs> what was it originally? Uh, great axe that you could hit up to five targets with that started at a D12 <gasps> decreasing. I was like, I can't give him that. Uh, he gets three attacks a turn. <laughs> he can't have that. <laughs> Ten foot reached. Ten foot reach. I am very excited for this for my big fluffy boy. So <laughs> Big fluffy terrifying. It boy. just, it fit so well. So anything else you would like to say about your Fearbolg rune knight? No, I don't think so. He has a crippling fear of 
normal barnyard animals. <laughs> Forgot about that. That came out Is of there, nowhere. I need to know the reason. I need the background. <laughs> He he probably didn't grow up with any around. No, no, he just had like more vicious animals down Mm. there. So like these things are like a little more out of the ordinary. But he's so much bigger than that. Yeah, what's that goat gonna do to you, man? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't want to find out. Fear is irrational, you know. It's you did say irrational. You did. Yeah, you did. Mm. So yeah, please no barnyard animals in this ark. (laughs) Haley's gonna have to tear up all her plans now. It wasn't barn animal centric, but I can't promise you won't see any. We could just change the art quick and just do like You're a right. farming Shift simulator. Shift everything arc. over. Yeah, you want to uh, write a new monologue? <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I think it's me. Oh, that's right, because you rolled a two. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Where do I start with Bombix Mori? The thing is, she doesn't know exactly how old she is at any given point. Bombix is just the self-insert of the kind of person that I want to be. She's probably <laughs> roughly been around for like a thousand years. She's a reborn. Every time she dies, she is reborn in someone else. Or most of the time, she if she gets pregnant, and she just dies in childbirth and is born into her baby. If what? she's a If she can carry a child. Mm-hmm. But also like... She doesn't remember a lot of the shit <laughs> over the past thousand years because it was, like, so long ago and mm. there's, like, so much stuff. So it's kind of hazy. Like, maybe if she really focuses. Um, she looks human but has pointy ears because reality is whatever I make it. So there's probably, like, some elvish stuff. And she's like, well, I know Sylvan and Elvish, so, like, I probably was, like, an elf it's a okay. while ago. But, yeah, she's a Swarmkeeper Ranger, reborn Swarmkeeper Ranger, because I've only ever played a ranger in a one-shot, and I'm trying to broaden my horizons. You're doing a whole uh, thing about it. Ranger <laughs> acceptance. So her name is Bombix Mori. You could also call her Bomb, like B-O-M, if, if your character is the kind that would use nicknames. Leave that up to you. Her swarm is a bunch of silkworms. And she has like a tattoo of a magical tattoo of a mulberry bush on her hand that has like the seed pod on her palm and like the twigs and leaves. So she doesn't have to wear armor. So she just wears beautiful like silk (laughs) everywhere. And it's usually like shades of green and sage. Her skin is like a warm copper. Her hair is like a brick scarlet. It's like dreaded and it's usually like tied up in a bun or a ponytail. You know, it varies. It varies. And uh, her silkworm swarm, like, matures over time. So it just goes through several life cycles. So sometimes it's, like, a bunch of eggs or a bunch of larvae or just these really fat moths that can barely fly but just fuck shit up. <laughs> and after the adventuring, she's like, okay, I'm going to try something new. Because, again, most of the time, like, she's been around for, like, a thousand years and she's just been fucking off in the forest, like, for most of that. Like, so yeah, she hasn't yeah. bothered to, like, influence any geopolitical stuff or, like, use her vast knowledge for anything other than being, like, really fucking good at every part of the silk-making process because she's had time. So she was like, you know, I'm going to try and do something. So she decides to start a silkworm business pretty much on a whim. Uh, She has this method of infusing, like, mithril and magical things into the silk So, uh, like, at some point, her old farm was, like, blighted. So she started a new one, started a new business, and she met Jim. Y'all don't know Jim. You may have heard her reference him. 
Jenna's her fertilizer guy. It's just this human that she adopted and was like, you're my fertilizer guy. You're going to be my main man, Jim. And she just pays him an obscene amount of money and he doesn't know why. And so as she left to adventure, she just left him in charge of the entire operation. And she's she's like, no, no, no. He'll do great. He doesn't you know what this. the fuck's going on. Um, I love Jim. We all love Jim. So you guys don't know who Jim is. Um, if you've I'm seen sure her you've at any point, I'm sure you talked about Jim to us. Oh yeah, but you're like not sure. Well, she's only known him in the past two years, oh, so it okay, depends on okay. how much you've interacted with her. Got it. Mm-hmm. But you're also like, you've never met him. It's like, does Jim exist? Because maybe she just <laughs> made up Jim. Like maybe Jim is like a silkworm she talks to or something. You really don't know. Do you know? I know. No, Jim is uh, real for sure. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But like, <laughs> she just casually references him, and you're like, "Who the fuck is Jim?" She's like, "You know, my fertilizer guy." You know Jim? Yeah, you know Jim. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's great. And uh, for my whipjack expertise, so I rolled really high on all of my stats, so I felt bad. So I refused to bump wisdom, which is to say that I have a nine. And I was so close, so close to picking animal handling for my expertise <laughs> because I thought it'd be so fucking funny. But then I decided to go with nature. So nice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Nature is my expertise. I think that's everything you need to know about, about Bombix. I love Bombix. I love Bombix. You came in so excited with Bombix. I love her so much. Also worth noting that I had a name for her and then I was looking up silkworms and Bombix Mori is just the scientific name for silkworm. And I was like, ah, this shit's great. Why did they (laughs) scientifically name name silkworms like a badass D&D name? (laughs) Right? Like Bombix Mori is like, that's her name now. Because Mori also dead. She's reborn. What? Oh my God. It was meant to happen. It's very, very good. Do you have one thing you're most excited about for her? Is there just all of it? I'm excited about everything, uh, as we established earlier. I'm actually really excited to play a ranger. I've never, I've done it once in one single one shot. So I'm just very happy to just sit at the back and just pew, 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 pew with my little, my little arrows. That's what arrows sound like, by the way. Yes. No, no, yeah, of course. Yeah. With my worms. Also, I'm excited to narrate really creepy shit with the worms. Yes. Yeah. I love Bombix. I love that she has silkworms in a little silk empire. God, the imagery's gross. <laughs> God, so every gross. now and then, though, the worms are these chubby little moths. Yeah, every now and then they're moths, and it's great. But sometimes, I guess, she's just covered larva. in eggs. I assume she keeps them in, like, a, well, she. I assume she travels with, like, a little branch of sure. mulberry tree. <laughs> sure like hydroponic or something oh, they just yeah, kind of yeah. nest there i don't know hmm. just to get the details Gross. later i love yeah. her <laughs> see your magic item yeah i'd love to see my magic item it's less flashy than the other ones <gasps> but i okay. i trust that you'll be able to do something nonsensical with it <gasps> it's a key to paradise <gasps> a tarnished silver key that can once per long rest open any door into a beautiful garden surrounded by high stone walls teeming with insects. <gasps> this is a demiplane that can house up to 12 humanoids for one hour before the demiplane abruptly pushes all humanoids back through the door they entered. Submission from Colbert. I love that. That's really good. <laughs> so nice. We got a short rest garden tea yes, party. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you sure do. Uh, I believe that item initially said 24 hours, and I went absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a free Mordecai's mansion. Just do yeah. it. Yes, basically. Once per day. 
Have yourself a little a garden party. <laughs> Love that. Oh, <laughs> the insects. I'm going to change those all the time. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I will say Bombix silkworms are my second best. I was g- thinking of going full Jane Prentice and just having fucking wasps. And oh, God. Oh, oh, God. But then I was like, wait, with silkworms, she could yeah. make silk. Silkworms yeah. is great. She can have Where's a the economy? business. And can't, since I'm a furball, mm-hmm. Haley brought this up. Oh, I yeah. can speak to the silkworms. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because, Furbos uh, can speak to small bees. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. He can't understand them. Yeah, no. Oh, well, yeah. that's the point. <laughs> they all understand him. <laughs> to know that they're loved. Hey, you're doing a great job. You know, keep up the silk. Yeah. Will they listen to him? <laughs> How obedient are your, is our bombix? That'll, that'll be some animal handling checks. I think it depends on the brood. Mm. You know, this one might be like maybe this one's a little ornery. Maybe mm. this one's really sweet. Okay. Maybe this one's a little dumb. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to say about Bombix? I love her. Yes, I do as well. That leaves us with just uh, Mr. Gustafer. It's just me left. I rolled a two. You did. That's okay. Tell us about your friend. Oh, boy. Okay. So I just want to open up by saying... I'm normally not someone to get attached to characters. <laughs> I I just like to make characters for fun, and then whatever happens to them happens. If it serves the story, you can kill them off. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But in the process of making this character, I haven't even played her yet, but I am just so <laughs> excited about this character. I'm already super attached to her, so if Haley kills her, I'll be very sad, even though mm-hmm. I'm going to still not change how I play and just throw her at stuff. Hell yeah. Because that's the only thing I know how to do. Hell yeah. I would like to introduce everyone to Annie Winter Summer. Annie Winter Summer is a young halfling, bright red hair, face covered in freckles. This is also the first multi-class in Unprepared Caster's history. Yes, that's true. uh, Because Mm -hmm. at level 15, she has one level of sorcerer and 14 (laughs) levels of wizard. Very good. (laughs) Annie discovered from a very young age that she had draconic magic flowing through her blood, and it got her excited to learn about magic. But then as she started learning about magic, she was like, I'm not just going to go with the sorcerer blood. That's a cop-out. That's just a random genetic freak occurrence that occurred to me. I'm going to do it the right way by reading books. And so Annie (laughs) decided to lock in and just read a bunch of books. And she went to magic school and she did so good at magic school. And then she did some adventuring with the party. And it was great. And then I don't think we've said the name of the paladin that's died, Haley. No, it was uh, Lathe Nightrim, Asimar Paladin of Celestian. Is it Lathe or Lathe? I'm just saying it's like a lathe. Lathe. Like a lathe. Okay. You know, like carbon shit. So Lathe, if you remember from the monologue earlier, and the wizard was the one that the paladin saved before the paladin died, and the wizard is me. And <laughs> uh, Annie didn't have a lot of friends before joining the adventuring party, and she like fell in love with everyone in the adventuring party, and she loves them all so much. And Lathe was her favorite, though. No offense, but Lathe was her favorite. <laughs> and then Lathe died trying to save her, and now she is really sad and hates herself. <laughs> so that's what you get for picking favorites. So that's what you get for picking favorites. So Annie has spent the past two years basically holed up in her apartment in the capital city where she lives, making sure that she's reading all the books, 
all the news bulletins, all the all the records that she can possibly read. So she is the most aware of everything that's going on in the kingdom and everything that could possibly go wrong so that before the next disaster strikes, she can bring everyone back together to, to make sure that disaster does not strike. Mm-hmm. So basically, Annie is, I've described Annie to Haley before as if Sir Mr. Person didn't have any confidence. <laughs> it's basically the same sort of like very mission forward, takes everything super seriously, loves her friends a whole bunch. But the big difference is that Sir Mr. Person thinks he's awesome and Annie thinks she sucks. Aww. So <laughs> that's, I think that sort of covered it, right? Just... Yeah. What, what uh, expertise did you take? I took expertise in history. Which I think makes a lot of sense. Yes. It was the only thing that could that I could have possibly taken expertise in for her. She has read every single book that there is about adventuring parties. She uh, she is, is always, always making sure that she knows everything that's going on. I don't mm. want to fail a single history check, please. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is she? She's three foot one. <laughs> yes. Yep. So um, five and a half foot difference. Yes. <laughs> When you say she's aware of everything going on, does that include gossip? <laughs> <laughs> Not so like, much, I don't think. Like Richard Lovejoy related gossip or I just want to know if if Annie and Faye gossip about what's happening in court or not because I I have a lot to uh, Faye has a lot to say about that. <laughs> I think Annie loves to know stuff, and if Faye was going to come up to her and be like, hey, do you want to hear what I heard? Annie would be like, oh, my God, tell me. Like, <laughs> Oh, yes. So. I love it. 100% will be doing Great. that. Does Annie have any gossip to share back? Maybe not. <laughs> That's okay. I just want to tell. Annie's so sad. <laughs> Annie's she's a sad so lady. Sad. Yeah, she's not having a good time. No. What are you most excited about for Miss I Annie? am... Most excited about... Oh, so Annie's an evocation wizard. All of her magic is very, like, damage forward, battle forward. I gave her a lot of of fat damage spells. I... In my mind, like, she trained herself by reading to be awesome at fighting with magic. Yeah. I am most excited for what evocation wizards get at level 14, which is over channel, which means that... Any damage spell that I cast from first to fifth level, I can choose to just deal max damage with it mm-hmm. once per long rest. If I want to do it again per long rest, I still can. I just deal myself some damage. So the vibes of having this wizard who <laughs> is wrought with guilt over the paladin who sacrificed himself to save her literally depleting her own life in order to deal extra damage is exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> oh, so no. sad. So sad. Annie is a very sad lady, and I love her very much. So like I was saying, I'm going to be so sad if she dies, but I'm also <laughs> really going to be helping Haley out and getting her hit points down. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens, baby. Gus, would you like to see your magic item? I would love to see my magic item. It's another one that's not as flashy, but I will. Haley, why are I you doing it... this to me? I'm so sad. It why aren't you giving me flashy well. items? All right, here we go. <laughs> Brimstone. Brimstone is a small stone planchette. When the holder looks through it, it reveals if any fey, fiends, celestials, or undeads have been in the area within the last 24 hours, lighting the paths they took like the embers after a flame. The brighter the path, the more recent. Submission from Benny. Thank you, Benny. This is great. This fits in so much with my 
Haley also let us all take like regular items. Oh, yes, I did. I gave Annie the goggles of object reading from Explorer's Guide to Wildemont, which give her advantage on Arcana checks looking at items and they cast Identify once a day. So Annie is very great because it's like she's spent all of her focus learning on how to cast damage spells good. And when it comes to like the more divination side of magic, she's like, I'll just get stuff to do that for me. Other things for that. Yeah. She's practical. Oh, one thing I want to say about Annie is that she's very practical. She wears very, like, a practical outfit. She's, like, just Mm -hmm. very much function over form. A very professional, serious woman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's Annie. Yeah. That makes me love picturing us gossiping even more. (laughs) (laughs) Another another thing I want to say about Annie is that this is... can I might just be... Segwaying right into character connections as well. That's what yes, talking please. About we need to anyway. Because I think the biggest contrast that I see between Annie and other members of the party is actually between Annie and Faye. Because I have it that Annie was also very intent for all of her adventuring career on being immortalized in history, on being famous, on having her name written in all the books and having everyone know who she was. But after Lathe died, she is like... I don't want anyone to know about me. I'm a failure. I like, like I got someone killed trying to save me. She also, another thing I want to say is that uh, she maintains to this day that we were not successful in our first mission. We failed because a successful party is a surviving one. And because we couldn't save Lathe, we did not succeed. She maintains this. So she probably isn't, like, because she still loves Faye, so she's probably not going to, like, make a big stink about it too much. But uh, when Faye's, like, she's probably just kind of, like, brooding a little bit every time Faye gets a little, uh, <laughs> a little like, we're going to be famous! <laughs> uh, that, that does nicely segue into character connections. <laughs> because... It's been two years. You've all been doing your own things, whether it's establishing yourself in one spot, which I believe three of you were doing, or just wandering around everywhere, which two of you were doing. Which leads to the question, how often did you guys see each other? You adventured together for years, one would have to assume, before splitting off. Did you make any effort to visit your friends? Or did you just wait till they came and found you? I would say that in Annie's case, How often Annie saw y'all depends on your behavior. Because what I think (laughs) is that Annie would have never reached out to anyone at any point. But whenever someone reached out to her, she would say yes and and see them and and do whatever it is. She just wouldn't be the one to like to reach out. But she would. But she still loves you all and wants to see you. She's just busy. I have a similar answer, but for different reasons. Bombix did not reach out, but that's because... She's just so shitty at tracking the passage of time and just kind of gets involved in the things. Like, she probably hasn't even realized that two whole years have passed. Like, she doesn't even know how old she is really, like, in this life Mm. because it's never been relevant. She was just, you know, fucking around with silk trees for most of her life. So, yeah. So, she would also not reach out with anyone, but just because it literally did not cross her mind. And if you want to see her, you probably have to go to her. Okay. As the other member who's setting roots somewhere, I I probably am more likely than the other two to reach out and just try and say, hey. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've been really busy <laughs> because 
I've been trying to essentially establish my own new little enclave place with people that I met over the course of adventuring mm-hmm. who might have been sympathetic to me. And so I'll try and reach out like I would have probably reached out for the the rebirth or whatever and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how often that happens. I actually just was thinking about the fact that Annie might send out like a newsletter to everyone. <laughs> uh, just like in it, like maybe like every like a quarterly newsletter, perhaps. Oh, my God. Just being like, <laughs> here's what I found in my research. Here are things to look out for. Here's stuff brewing in the background that might turn into a problem. Mm-hmm. All all business. But, you know, with a big heart at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to say that Bombix definitely reads the newsletter every time you send it. Retains nothing unless it is, like, inherently, like, super interesting or Mm -hmm. weird or vaguely reminds her of a memory from, like, 400 years ago and then forgets. And then anytime she gets it, she's like, oh, I should reach out to Annie. Immediately forget. Sure. Also, didn't go to your rebirth because she just kind of missed it and forgot what day it was on. This is a solid question. Is who did end up going to the rebirth? Annie for sure was there. Annie was there. Uh, Faye, did you go? Yeah, Faye would go. I don't know if Aldrin knew it was happening. I don't know how you would have contacted. Yeah, if you would have somehow found him. You know, just wandering the countryside. Just asked around, like, hey, do you know where the nearest eight foot five kerbal is? <laughs> Have you I seen just, one? Because he doesn't. We're trying to find one, and there's that, probably only one. Is that one. what Aldrin's been doing? Just wandering? Yeah. He's been helping people, too. Oh, just he's a hard Learning more. Aldrin has become full folk hero. Yeah, just, I'm picturing like Paul Bunyan vibes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just mm-hmm. leaves a town, and then they, there's just like legends. Paul Bunyan was the big guy that had the the the, axe, the cow, the right? Axe. An ox named yes. Babe. Babe Blue. Big yep. Blue ox. Cool. It's like you've never been to the Mall of America. And an ox, ox and a cow are different things, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're sort of the same. Okay. <laughs> uh, so do we think? Do we think Aldrum got contacted and went? If he got contacted, you know, he if it was like you know he probably has a predetermined path beforehand mm-hmm. you know somewhat you know doesn't plan it to a t um but if he was like heading that direction and then got a little you know pigeon you know saying hey you know rebirth is happening <laughs> is how, would annie be able to send aldrum newsletters probably not okay. <laughs> honestly the way i was thinking i assume that for getting in contact with the party i probably went through Faye. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. totally. If anyone needs to get in touch with someone else, just ask Faye. She can't. Because the the new little you. druidic enclave also not great for sending letters to. Yeah, <laughs> but important. They've got a lot of alcohol. Oh, you know? right. that, is, that is awesome. <laughs> Postal system booze. Yeah, oh. what do yeah. you really yeah. need here? Mm-hmm. So you did end up going, Aldrum. You and Faye and Annie and. Everybody but Bombay. Everyone but Bombay. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's really so. good though. That's okay, right. Probably like when you run into her, it's like, oh yeah, isn't that thing coming up? <laughs> talking to you while you're like a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you had a thing you were doing. Yeah. Oh. So, did you do it yet? <laughs> oh yeah, you're taller now. Makes Looking sense. him like level in the eyes. <laughs> like it's not weird at all. I feel like Aldrin was a little disappointed about the rebirth. Why? Because, you know... <laughs> Couldn't sit on his shoulder anymore. Oh, <laughs> Annie still can. No. Yeah, Annie, Annie still, still can. can. <laughs> you used to be able to have a halfling on each shoulder. Mm. Yeah. 
going to be unbalanced now. Super unbalanced. <laughs> Is there any special things with individual party members? I know there was one with Faye and Bombix. Yes. <laughs> oh, so Amelia and I came to the agreement that Faye only dresses in the finest of silks, and that can only be produced by Bombix's silkworms. Love it. Naturally. So Bombix makes my outfits for me. <laughs> I special order them from her. Yeah. Also, I was just going to say that Faye 100% invites you to every single performance she does and hopes you guys all come. How how often does that happen? Very often. Um, several times a week. Constantly. I have to take back Annie saying yes to everything then because she probably can't make it to everyone. I know. I don't want to. Yeah. Five shows a week. <laughs> These like really fancy uh, parties at noblemen's houses that like not anyone can just walk into. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but here's the deal. Bombix makes it to some, and then if she can't make it, she sends Jim. <laughs> so you've probably met Jim, and yeah, he doesn't 100%. know what the fuck he's doing, and you kind of gathered that. That's okay. I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll look out for Jim. Annie and Jim making awkward small talk while watching one of Faye's performances. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, it's also worth noting that Jim is like maybe like 20. He was just working at a tavern and, uh, and Bombix just picked him up and was like, you're my fertilizer guy, yeah, right, Jim? Didn't even it's know like, anything about fertilizer. No. Mm. Crucial. He learns quick. He's a, he's a natural. He's yes. natural. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to role play as Jim. So <laughs> just a man so doing good. his best. Doing his Fully best. And we like drag him into hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention Annie's familiar that I haven't named or thought much about. Oh, Annie has a familiar that she hates. We talked about how, yeah, well, (laughs) the familiar might not even show up because, like, if Annie doesn't like him, she's not going to summon him unless she has to, right? But I had the idea that Annie would have, in contrast to her, like, pessimism and and seriousness, like, have a very optimistic, happy-go-lucky owl familiar that she hates. I'm just gonna have to cheer you up. You're just too sad. I can't. I can't. We need hot, better energy. We're, we've saved the world. You're We're all amazing. Get gathered back together, excited to see all your friends, and just this very sad half. <laughs> but like, it's it's the thing where she's like very sad, but she also like. I don't think she's gonna be too attention grabby about her sadness, though. Sure. Right? It's something that she tries to. Push down. So, <laughs> of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Sounds really healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah she's That's in a great spot. As well. That's how we grieve. Yeah, Annie's doing good. <laughs> she shows how sad she is by how often she's going to use Over Channel. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. Poor baby. Get that so girl. So terrifying <laughs> to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> Just at any point, causing so much damage. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I might kill my character. Not if my level one cure wounds has anything to <laughs> yes. say about it. Annie's nice. fine. You know what spell we do have? Mm. Anything you want? Reincarnate. Reincarnate. Oh, and also anything you want. <laughs> you know what other spell you have? Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a ninth level spell. I don't know yeah, if you have that. Yeah. Actually, they can't put in 5e. It would break the game. You have to ritual cast therapy, and it takes uh, years to cast and thousands of <laughs> dollars. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a rough go of it. Uh, yeah, what's the healthcare oh, system like here? Boy, yeah, probably not great. It's probably not great. <laughs> 
You know what? Probably fine. There's a lot of clerics who can and, literally and raise the dead. Nice. Yeah. They can raise the dead, but they can't help you cope with it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else anyone would like to add? I know you said it earlier, but just because I need to specify for all my PCs, Bombix is obviously very hot. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Is anyone here not hot? I didn't think so. <laughs> I would say that Annie is more majestic in look than than Ooh. hot. Annie's hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Annie's hot. Aldrin's hot. They're all hot. It's fine. They're allowd. I realized when describing Aldrin, I said he had a beard, but he's covered in fur. Like I just assumed it was darker. <laughs> oh, darker, yeah. 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 darker, yeah. That's I did know you did. You said stubble, which was the funny part. You to did me. say stubble. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's just the fur grows darker, and he usually like bleaches it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Five o'clock shadow. He just shaves the fur off of his beard area and then lets it grow into stubble. <laughs> That's, that's, that's the hottest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's extremely unsettling. Yeah, I hate thinking about it's that. Reverse uh, that's not a dilf. That's a don't. <laughs> <laughs> and gang, that might be where we end <laughs> <laughs> this discussion oh, with the reverse beard. Thank you so much for being on my podcast and letting me DM you for this arc for Gonna Raise Hell. Woo! Gonna Raise Hell. We record episode one so soon. In two days. I can't wait for you all to break my whole game. (laughs) Thank you, Haley. (laughs) We love you. We do love you. I love you. you. Much love. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode zero of arc three of Unprepared Casters. Wasn't that a great little uh, slew of characters that we all just heard about? Aren't you so excited to hear them in action next week? I know I am. Yes. Um, If you want to, there's no verbal component about the actual show this week because we didn't play any D&D, but Haley and I Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. answered some questions from the Patreon about D&D, about not D&D. That's all I can remember. (laughs) So many things (laughs) that we talked about uh, on the verbal component at patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. Woo! <laughs> uh, so go over there to check that out, to listen to the after show. Haley, there were so many wonderful items that we there heard about were. in this arc as well, in this episode as well. I'm great with words. You are. Uh, <laughs> specifically from our patrons, anybody in the $10 tier and above can submit homebrew magic items and NPCs nice. for the arc. Um, and I selected five. I gave one to every character going in. Uh, this is an extra thank you. Thank you to Colby for the key to paradise that we gave to Bombix. Thank you to Runesong. I actually took two from Runesong. Uh, the Courtesan's Claws for Faye and Snakespear for Diarmid, uh, because how do you say no to snakes? How do you say no to Snakespear? Oh you simply can't. Thank you to Benny for Brimstone, which I gave to Annie. Thank you. And thank you to Shklerp for the Warhammer of Magnitude that I modified and gave to Eldrum. Actually, I think I modified multiple of these. Thank you all for the permission to do so. I had to nerf them a little bit, but I love you so much. Make us stronger, <laughs> Haley. No. Okay. <laughs> You're level 15. You don't okay. need me to help with that. If you want to connect with the show places, we're on Instagram at unpreparedcasters. Mm-hmm. 
and Twitter at UnPrepCasters. Throughout all of the next week, in between episode zero and one, we'll be posting character art for all the different characters that you just heard about. So go over. They look so good. They all look so good. Thank you, Grace, once again. Uh, So you can go over there to check those out throughout the week. As well as their character sheets, which we'll be uploading to the Patreon. To the Patreon for every tier. For every tier. And we mentioned it at the top, but if you want to go over to YouTube to check out the Arc 1 dungeon, uh, you can see all of our beautiful faces and relive <laughs> uh, one of, I think, the best moments of the podcast My so far. My crowning Just achievement. whole little dungeon. Haley's crowning achievement. Thank you. If you want to connect with me places, I'm at Gus the Bard on TikTok, mm-hmm. and I'm at Gus Rachel's other places. What about you, Haley? Well, on TikTok, I am at WhipJack, W-H-I-P-Jack. And at Twitter, I am whipped Jack W H I P P E D Jack, like the cream. Like just like the cream, but it's Jack instead of cream. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Um, <laughs> we we would also like to extend all of our thank yous, our whole hearts and souls, and all of the thank yous that live in our bodies and brains to, <laughs> to our 15 and $25 yeah. patrons whose generosity is something that I still haven't been able to quite wrap my head around. So thank you so, so very much to Jackson. Skylert. Towns. Haley Ashby. Laundry Scent. Furbolg Nation. Guilty. Holland. Magnum Dice Rage. Riding Recluse. Simon Kemp. Pedal. Raspy Screams. Baxi. Rebecca Lawton. Anthony Downs. Alan Beck. Lizzie D. Stephen Odom. Benny Ophelia. Reed O. James Austin. Mickey. Derek Rogers. Colby Gustafson. Marigold Morrigan. Juliana Trawick. Paul Goody. Nosy Goblin. Michael Adams. Tabletop Therapy. Ilya Nepomnishi. Richard. S.J. Giese. Colin. Jack Lionheart. Chloe. Connor. Patrick Walker Jr. Matt Rakowski. Lady Drew. Andy. Abby Greer. Tech Remnant. Shindo. Alden Gisi. David Carr. Argentum Inc. Gabal. Florin Forta. Cam. Allie. Flossie Rossi. Warren Arctanis. Devin. Dustin. Benny. Jacob. Caro. Ari. Rune Song. Rob the Head Eater. Corundum Core. Mia May. John the Battle Bear. Jake Dara. Chris Mulville Hill. Bohemoth. Scott Yellowred. Mimbles. The Pirate Sam. Chuck Lewick. Nessa the DM. New York. Alex Coopery. L.E.S. Alex Singer. Logan Rose. Mike B. Oates. James Johnston. Rachel. Ed Kerr. Sean Rice. Rock Terhune. Melissa Landis. Jake Holden. Clay. Landon Trumbull. James Lodge. Sammy Lynn. Subtle underscore T. Rachel Ann. Lake Porkchop. Daisy. That Trans EMT 309. Wesley Orr. Tay Shell. Time. Costumogen. Cade. Ian Schwarz. Daniel Mattingly. Tori. Cassidy. Paul Lambert. Alex Phoenix. Ryan Meese. Alana Bissinger. Finn TZ. Blake Hall. Sarah Lewis. Heather Sims. Savannah. Godari. Cadenza. Niz Biscuit. Polly. Zach. John Myers Potts. William Owsley. Noah Armstrong. Halix Van Riken. Josh Neville. Schlurp. Nicholas Detering. Ellis. Bearable Cookie. Zebby Lown. Mark Murdoch. Andrew Sayai. Dakota. And Aster. Thank, thank you all you. so much. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. 
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.